grace that brought it down to me. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span.
morning, church, and welcome. So this morning, we're going to be called to worship from God's Word as usual, but this morning, we're going to hear it read by our partners in Salt Lake City. So this is the Catherman family uh, leading us in our call to worship this morning. Greetings from the Catherman family and Redeeming Life Church in Bountiful, Utah. Today's reading comes from Romans chapter 15. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we light this third Advent candle, the candle of joy, we're reminded of the great joy the shepherds had when they heard that Christ had come. And we too can have this great joy when we hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And let's stand to our feet and sing together. Let's sing this together. Oh, come, all you faithful. Come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, sing, choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Oh, sing, all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Sing a song, a song declaring we belong to Jesus. Here's all we need. Lift up a heart of praise. Sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the sing a song, a song declaring we belong to Jesus. Here's all we need. Lift 
Lord of praise. Sing now with voices raised to Jesus. He is all we need. So come, let us sing a song, a song declaring we belong to Jesus. Sing to the Come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Amen. Thank you very much. Boy! 
Good morning. Welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Sean, and I'm glad that you're here with us today as we worship the Lord this Christmas together. That song and the songs that we've sang have pointing us to Jesus and the importance of him coming. And we're glad that you're uh, visiting us during the Advent season of Christ coming to earth. Today uh, is a special day as we uh, also highlight uh, our uh, missionaries, and so we'll be talking about that talking about that uh, in a minute. Sorry, that southwestern Virginian came out in me in just a second. Uh, getting, didn't form all my syllables. Um, so today, we are, uh, uh, first of all, guests, we're glad that you're here. We want to connect with you. So in the pew in front of you, there should be a little card that says Connect Card. If you could fill that out for us this morning, uh, especially if this is your first time with us this morning, uh, we would like for you to stop by our Next Steps desk, and uh, we have a gift waiting for you. This is just a way for us to connect with you. Uh, there's, uh, uh, they have answers there at the Next Steps because we hope your next step from here in worship is to be in a life group or to be in a D group and be connected here at Hebron Baptist Church. But if you would, fill that out for us this morning. Also, there's some information there in, in front of you in the pew uh, to be able to be part of our offering here later in our giving. Uh, and uh, so we hope that you feel welcome today as part of Hebron Baptist Church. Uh, today uh, is a, also a time to highlight our missionaries. We've been watching videos about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering this morning uh, over the last few weeks. And uh, so today is a day for us to celebrate or to be part of the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. It is part of our kind of our habit uh, to do the march to the manger. In other words, to come bring a gift uh, for uh, missions during this time. 
Uh, if you've given, I know a lot of people give online, and so if you do that, if you give the online, uh, we know that you do that. But if just as a uh, as a symbol of giving, if you just bring one of those cards, in other words, if you've given to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, if you want to just pull one of those cards, and during this march to the manger, you can put that in uh, the manger as a symbol that you've given online. Uh, or some of you have been holding that uh, gift for the march to the manger for for Lottie Moon till now. In just a second, I'm going to pray over the offering, and then I think we have a video. Is that right, Mark? Where yes. Mark go? Yes, there he is. Uh, we have a video that will play, and during that time, you can come bring your gift, your offering uh, for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, just the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, not your regular offering, but our gift for World Missions. If you want to bring that this morning uh, during that video, uh, and uh, let me just tell you, 100% of the proceeds... Uh, go to support our missionaries. I was talking to Chris and Rhonda this week, and uh, they just overwhelmingly talk about how they are supported in every step of the way from logistics of housing, cars, uh, as we've, we've joked that Chris has been in the hospital more learning Spanish, uh, uh, going to hospital visits uh, for different things, uh, but they have support staff that support them when they're discouraged or hurt. Uh, they have somebody to talk to. Uh, so your support goes not just, yes, to pay their salary and make sure that they're doing well, but in other words, also to support them while they're on the mission field. 100% of this gift goes straight to them. None of it stays here at Hebrew Baptist Church or in Richmond at the IMB office. Uh, it goes straight to uh, supporting missionaries. So uh, during this time, I'm going to pray, and then I guess we'll start the video. And during that video, if you'd come and bring your offering uh, to the front, we will do that as well. Okay, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for uh, today that we get to highlight all that our international missionaries do. And for us to highlight and give through the International Mission Board, through the March to the Manger. Lord, we know that Lottie Moon signified and gave a great sacrifice and a gift as she came and she went to China and set an example for us. And Lord, uh, we know that in her namesake, many others, thousands upon thousands of others have given their life to share the gospel around the world. And right now we know we have uh, four, over 4,500 full-time missionaries across the globe that we can support by partnering with other Southern Baptist churches. So Lord, through the gift that's given here in person and online and throughout our time together that lord that we can uh we know that you will use this to encourage the kingdom and bless the kingdom and uh, further the kingdom through this gift we ask this in jesus name amen i never dream to go to another city i never dream to go to another country I never dreamed to learn to talk another language, but God made possible. When I was 11 years old, my family was very poor. I used to work in the street selling, selling things. One day my dad took my money because he was alcoholic. He had three more families. So I made my own prayer, I said to God, you want to be my father, I need you here. I need you here. I had a trouble in my teens because um, of my family and I ran away from home. 
and uh, we had a program with the IMB missionaries running the call Tele Amigo. So I went to that place because I had trouble with myself. I want to kill myself. And they really give me all the support and prayer for me. I met a missionary called Barbara Rivers. She was putting some pictures and video of the five American missionaries where they were killed in Ecuador by the Indians in the jungle. When I saw the pictures and the face of the missionaries, I started crying. And I said to Lord, I do nothing, only going to church. And these people came far away from their own country and died because of love of our people. So and they said to the Lord, here I am, I want to be a missionary. Missionaries like Barbara Rivers, it was a model, a very real model. I learned how to go places where there's nothing and start something. So I realized not only in Ecuador, I need to be safe, but everywhere. So I became pray for India. I was the first Latino to go. I went for 12 years. One thing God told me to preach the gospel, not to be locked in my house. If I want to be locked in my house, I stay in my country. I came back from India. The IMB missionary received me, Guy Mills and Linda, and a friend from Guatemala. He told me, the Lord take you back to Latin America to not be just one Julieta, sino hundreds of Julietas. Send Latinos to the nations. And after that, starting Impacto Mundial. We do mobilization, training, and sending missionaries to the nations. I believe we are global Christians. Jesus told us to go to the nations, to preach to everyone and everywhere and every time. My dream is to see every church be mobilized to become a missionary church. It's my dream. When I saw that video the first time, it blew my mind. <laughs> because what the IMB, who receives a, a huge chunk of their operating cost, cost, come from this annual offering. Huge majority of it comes from this offering. And um, the excitement is that the IMB is not only sending American missionaries to overseas to places where the gospel hasn't been heard, but they are now helping other places to raise up their own missionaries to send somewhere else. I know that this is happening in, in, in Latin America. I know it's happening in East Asia and Southeast Asia. Um, so it's, it's incredible to be a part of an organization and to support an organization like we do that multiplies not only um, evangelists and missionaries, but missionary organizations. And so it's so great to be a part of that. Would you stand to your feet and let's rejoice together what Jesus has done uh, in coming to earth and dying on the cross for our sins and rising from the, from the grave uh, and, and just contemplate what, uh, what that means that he came to earth in the first place. Silent night, holy night, all is calm. All 
Until the Son of 
Turn in your copy of God's Word to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. That's page 909 in the Pew Bible that's in front of you. So if you want to follow along, the translation that I will be reading from. For those of you who are guests with us today, we are walking through the songs of Christmas. Uh, we're looking at the songs that the Lord inspired in His people and then the Holy Spirit inspired that would be recorded for us for all time. Uh, we looked at several of them. We looked first at Mary's song. Then we looked at Zechariah's song. Today, we're going to look at the angel's song. And next week, we're going to look at a song that I bet most of us haven't spent many time uh, looking at, and that'll be next week. But today, we're going to be looking at the angel's song, one that you should be very familiar with. As a matter of fact, we uh, highlighted in a few of the songs that we sang today. And so let's look at that. We'll begin in verse 8 and read to verse 15. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to people he favors. And the angels had left them and returned to heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know, God, that your word, every jot and tittle, was chosen for us for our good that we might know you that we might be saved and that we might live for you heavenly father we are thankful for your word and in the word today we read about a message sent to by a multitude of angels for us to learn about you we ask god that you would speak to us and in our hearts that we might never be the same again that when we come to your word and leave this place, we would live more faithfully for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Angels we have heard on high. That song will forever be known to me as the eggshell song. Why? Because growing up at Green Ridge Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia, the children's choir director wanted to help us learn the words to that chorus. And how they taught it to us was eggshell sees deo. That's how she wrote it on the board. Eggshell sees deo. So that we could say eggshell sees deo in that song. We celebrate and sing in that chorus the same words that the angels sang that day. And here on the third Sunday of Advent, our question is, are we willing to sing and praise God about Christmas? 
With 14 days away to Christmas and the third Sunday of Advent, one of the questions that I hear all the time is, are you ready for Christmas? Have you heard that? Somebody asked you that this week. Are you ready? Are you, are you ready? Now, when they ask that question, what are they asking? Well, they're asking of you, well, they're really asking, have you finished shopping? Have you finished wrapping? Have you finished baking? Have you finished decorating? Have you finished doing all the things that need to be done before Christmas comes? That's what they're asking. And of course, my answer is no, because Sarah does all that. So I haven't, haven't, done, any, haven't done any of that. But no, we're not ready for that. All the details of Christmas, a lot of us are still running around tying up loose ends and doing things. But if you were to ask me, am I ready for Christmas? Am I ready for Jesus' birth? Am I ready to celebrate the Son, the God who came uh, to save the all-consuming world? Then yes, my answer is yes, I am ready. I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to proclaim it. I'm ready to sing glory to God in the highest. I'm ready to sing eggshelsis Deo. I am ready to sing and glorify God in the highest and worship him on bended knee because at this time of year we celebrate that all of God's plan came to fruition as he stepped out of heaven to be veiled in the flesh to live for us and die for us. And this time of year is a reminder to me and should be a reminder to you that we should bring all glory to God. And if you ask me, are you ready to worship Christ this Christmas? Then I say, yes. What is worship? Well, first, worship is attributing the ultimate worth to something. Is it worth serving? Is it worth-ship? So when we sing praises to God, are we worshiping him because God is the one who is the ultimate value, the one that, with the most possibly greatest worth, far above gold, silver, jewels, or anything in the land, greater than any president, greater than any celebrity. It, his holiness outshines the billions of suns in the galaxy. This is the God we worship. Therefore, when we come to worship, we are saying he is worth everything and far more valuable than anything in this created world. God alone is supremely worthy of our praise, but also worship is us not just making an objective judgment of our value, but a subjective call of our heart. Is this the God that we desire and treasure above all things in our life? Is it the, the one that we actively desire seeking after that thing? This is the thing that Jesus reminded us about the scripture that we are to the love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength, that we know that it is him that is more valuable and treasure worthy, that that worship is something that we know that he is something we adore. So this Christmas that we come and say, are we ready to sing of the values of Christmas? That, that we can sing and proclaim his excellent greatness? Can we proclaim from our hearts that he is more valuable than all things? Then we can join in the announcement of the angels. We can sing the same as we read in our scripture today. God and announcing his son sent a glorious angel choir 
to lift their voice to proclaim his majesty and his son that has arrived in the flesh. Can you say that you're a part of the angel choir? Now, I'm not saying that we need to start auditions and we need to have you line up at the microphone and be a part of a, 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 of a, a performance. What I'm saying is, is that are you part of all the redeemed of the earth that are over the earth who are claiming the excellencies of God this time of year? We see in him and through him and by him his plan for redemption has come in a baby. Can, do you join the voices and the chorus of Christians throughout time who, who kneeled and said, it is God who came in the flesh and died for me? Can you say that you worship Christ this Christmas? You know, those questions of are you ready for Christmas tend to crowd out our worship at Christmas. It tends to keep us from enjoying the season. It can keep us from focusing on Jesus during the season. But may we be reminded that all glory is to God this time of year. And in the Song of the Angels, we see that there are three reasons that we should sing at Christmas. So if you're taking notes in your phone or on your uh, bulletins, number one, we sing the Christmas story to bring glory to God. We sing the story of Christmas to bring the glory of God. We retell the Christmas story. We, we speak the Christmas story. We, we, as Mary did, treasure these things in our heart. We, we proclaim and sing Christmas carols because these things point us to the excellencies of Christ because we want to bring him glory. You know, just a few weeks ago, we went to a, a, uh, a triad of, of stores uh, up in Ohio, and, and we noticed that they have already had aisles and aisles of Christmas stuff. And now, not one of those stores had a nativity, had a star, had anything to mention about the glory of God. You see, this story is the reason we celebrate this Christmas. And shy of a little wooden frame to hang on your wall that just said joy, there was not much there. And I wonder how much that that echoes the fact that we, as Christians, don't bring glory to God this time of year. See, glory is something that is the worth or praise or brilliance of something. The word kavod that is used here in the scriptures really literally means the heavy in weight. Glory is used in, in two different terms in the scripture. One, to God's shining glory and the glory that we ascribe to God. That is one that is eminence or emanating from God but it's also one that we project to God and we see both of these in this story the first is the the God's glory is intrinsic what does it say the glory of God shone around them and they were frightened 
You see, God in his brilliance and his holiness is so massive that Moses wanted to see his face. And he said, oh, if you were to look upon my face, you would surely die. That he would only be able to stand in the cleft of the mountain and see God pass by. This glory that emanates from heaven, the glory that is God, that puts a proverbial weight of who he is. There is none like him. But there is also the glory that we esteem to him. The one in which we say there is no other like him. That we put all of our weight onto him. That everything he is, is worth it. You see, in this very moment of Christ's coming, when the angels saying glory to God in the highest, they were both projecting and ascribing God's glory but also giving glory to him and it was no perfect moment than Jesus coming in a baby because it was God's glory on display you see it is in this that Christ coming both revealed God's glory and brought glory to God because it was bringing God's glory, revealing God's glory, that we got to see him at work. Now, I remember today, just this is pastor privilege that I can say this. If you follow me on Facebook, you've already seen it. Today is Isabella's fifth birthday. Big day in our house. It's actually a big week in our house. Five events for a five-year-old for her fifth birthday. This is a big deal and we are celebrating Isabella. Many of you know that she was a, a true gift to us, that we prayed for over six years how that the Lord might give us uh, another child, and by God's grace, Isabella Grace came along. And what a wonderful gift she is. She is exactly what our crazy family needs. A, a calm, pretty, I don't mean calm, a, a pretty, thankful, sweet girl who brings love in our family but I remember when she was born and now when I look at her I see Sarah but when babies are born they don't really you know can't really tell what they look like and let's be honest we all show the newborn pictures and we say look how cute they are but really let's let's be honest when we see a newborn that's just been born oh whoa okay that looks like a raisin what is, is California raisin are you I don't know. They give a glimmer of what they will look like. And looking back at Isabella's baby pictures, you can see her eyes. You can see things about her. You can see little glimpses of who she will become. But we don't see exactly who she will become till later. Well, here, in an amazing story, Jesus shows the glimpses of God in a virgin birth, in a manger. In a miraculous story, God showed up and he showed off. Christ, part of the triune God, has the very nature of God and displayed the glory of God in his life. As a matter of fact, J.C. Ryle observed, Now has come the highest degree of glory to God by the appearing of his son, Jesus Christ in the Lord. He, by his life and death on the cross, will glorify God's attributes, justice, holiness, mercy, and wisdom as they never were glorified before. It is in Christ that we truly meet God and see this on display. 
We see that God steps out of heaven and, and comes to earth and reveals himself to us. But there is also of this story that this, we get to celebrate what God has done. That it reveals his glory, but it speaks to his glory. That we get to celebrate his glory. That we get to join with the angels to say, in excelsis glory, Deo, which is Latin for glory to God in the highest. Because in this, we bring glory to God at Christmas that we can say, look what God did for us. That he came in the flesh to die for us. That we give him glory because he deserves it. There is many things that we must ask ourselves, but let me ask you this. Do you bring glory to God at Christmas? Do you praise him? Do you live your life in glory to God as we are commanded in Scripture that we live a life of worship to Him? That your actions of love to others, does it display the glory of God, of what He has done at, at Christmas and then also by dying on the cross for us? Can we say that all glory be to God? Well, friends, at Christmas, we sing about it because it brings glory to God. And his name, because his name deserves to be praised. Second, we sing the Christmas story because of the peace we receive in Christ. We sing the Christmas story because of the peace we receive in Christ. Well, if the angels gave a call to worship and glory to God in the highest, he gives a benediction to us when they say, and peace on earth to people he favors. The angels sing this same song to be reminded for us that we sing this same song because, yes, he deserves all glory and honor, but it is also because we have received much and all-consuming peace from him. This peace, like the Hebrew word shalom, which means a total peace, a, a whole person peace. A, a peace is not just a, a stopping of warring, but instead a, a whole piece of rest knowing that we are at rest and at peace from God that we were at war with God because of our sin that we were separated from God but Christ's coming knows that he has come with the, the ultimate olive branch to come to the people who had rejected and rebelled against him that he came to them in the flesh to make peace Jesus Christ's coming gives us peace and reconciliation to God. Colossians 1.20 says, And through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This reminder to us that Jesus came ultimately to bring peace by taking on our sin. But it also reminds us that we receive this peace as a gift. This peace, as the angels say, the peace on earth, on the people he favors. This reminds us that this is God's work from beginning to end, that, that God came to us, that we who have entrusted ourselves to God, that by his sovereign plan, by his work, that he did, we did not choose him, but he chose us, and that we respond in faith 
to the good news of Jesus Christ. And there is no greater picture than this, than the shepherds. They did not go into the fields that night saying, boy, I'm hoping that I hear from an angel choir tonight. I'm seeking God out here in the field. No, the angels came to them to give them resounding joy. We see that we receive the peace from the hand of God knowing that the Father of peace sent the Prince of peace into our life. We don't always gain the full benefit of that peace because sometimes we forget to trust God for it. We talked about this last week about trusting in God and ultimately when we know and see that God changed the world by coming into this world veiled in the flesh that we understand that in this moment we can trust him in all things we can trust him he gives us peace we don't need to be anxious about the future we don't need to be afraid what people will think we don't need to try to solve our problems on our own. We don't need to worry about how God will provide for us. We do not need to despair if we lose what we love because all we need is God and the Prince of Peace that he brings to us. Do you need the peace of Christ today? Do you need the peace of God and Christ, what he's done in your life what is going on in your life right now? Do you need the peace of Christ? Well, friend, I encourage you to trust the one who sent a babe in a manger. Trust the one who moved heaven and earth and all of history to make this happen. Trust the one who has all things in his hand. Today, I encourage you that if you've never trusted him by faith, today is the day that you can trust by faith and receive the peace of God that lasts for eternity. It is not by happenstance that you are here today. Maybe you came by invitation, that you met someone, uh, one of our members in the community, and was invited to come. Maybe for some reason the Lord stirred you this week, last night, this morning, to get up and come to church. And that very reason God is pursuing you, just as he stepped into earth and tabernacled and lived among us, he has come to you to make peace with you through his son, Jesus Christ. If you would just believe in him, if you would trust that he died on the cross for you and three days later rose again, and that if you trust in his work for you and repent and believe in him, today you will have the peace that knows no end. Would you trust in Christ today? Would you receive peace? Because that peace is a lasting peace of eternity. It's amazing what peace can do 110 years ago in 1914 and it was Christmas night in the first year of World War I when there were warring faction of both the Germans on one side and London and allied forces on the other and that night across the field they, the Londoners heard Stille Nacht Heilig Nacht which is German for Silent Night they knew the tune and they heard Christmas carols being sung. It was in that a moment of peace and over that day of Christmas that, that a peace came to both sides. They, they were able to bury the dead. They were able to some play football or soccer together to have a rest from a horrible time of war. Not a shot was fired, one of the lieutenants that day wrote. 
there was peace that came from singing a song about Jesus. Friends, imagine the power that comes from putting your faith in Jesus. Many of us experience that peace in trusting in Christ. And some of us today have forgotten the peace that we've received in Christ. That we've forgotten the trust and the hope that we receive. Brother and sister, remember we sing at Christmas because we receive a peace of Christ at Christmas. And finally, number three, we sing the song of Chris, the, the Christmas story so others will know. We sing about Christmas so others will know. The angels sang this amazing song so that the shepherds would know what God was up to. Go to the village, go to the manger, go to the stall. There you will find a babe wrapped in cloths and you will see that that is the Messiah. Well, the shepherds probably were over a mile from the end, took off running, leaping Judean fences, entering the enclosed spaces, and trying to find this baby among the angels, knowing that what they had seen was miraculous. They needed to go see for their own eyes. They experienced Jesus and continued to glorify God about what they had experienced. It's not enough just to hear about Jesus. It's not enough just to peek in the manger and say, oh, how nice, what a lovely scene. That'll look like a pretty card one day. Oh, that'll, that'll be a pretty picture. The truth is, even if we know this, Christ was born in Bethlehem. He must also be born in our hearts. Christ who was born in the world must come into our heart, not just a religious sentiment at Christmas time, but one that sees him as Lord. And when the Holy Spirit reveals this to us, and why did he conclude this? Because he helped us to see that there was a great leader in the world that day, and it wasn't Caesar Augustus. It was one born in a manger. One that was veiled in Mary's flesh, born in human flesh, lived in the flesh, died in the flesh, and was resurrected in the flesh, and is now in the glorified flesh at the right hand of the Father. It is this Jesus that we celebrate, this Jesus that comes to save us. It is this Jesus whose identification was complete in the manger. It was in this that he understands and sympathizes with us because he knows our struggles. It is in this that he can identify with us uh, in what we struggle with. It is in this, in the flesh, he could die for us as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. It is in this that the baby, God's son, demands our perfect allegiance. And the shepherds knew it that day. And after the message, what did they do? Luke chapter 2, verse 20. We didn't read it, but if you want to skip down, it says, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. The shepherds went around telling everyone who would listen about what God had done that night. And their story is what Christmas is about, that Jesus came to earth to save, but it is something that amazing happened that we can't keep to ourselves. You know, we're quick to do a selfie at a 
place that we really like. Oh, look at us at this restaurant. Look at this event that we're at. You should go there too. Go see this movie. We're, we're very quick to recommend things, but unfortunately, friends, we feel the need, the obligation to keep our Christmas story to ourselves sometimes. And we know that often the, the world and the culture is telling us that we should keep it holiday, keep it safe. And unfortunately, many of us Christians abide. But today we need to be reminded of the, the system and the strategy that God used in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. He spoke through the angels who went to the shepherds who saw the baby. He continues that as, as some who have come to faith in Jesus Christ who now go and tell that good news to others of that they have been saved, that you can be saved by Christ. This design strategy to get the buzz talking about a product can happen in many ways today, but there is none greater when one person is willing to talk to one person about something. Brother, sister, I encourage you to talk to someone this Christmas about the glory of God. Philip Riken observed, if you want a successful strategy, you have to remember from the beginning there's always been one person willing to spread the word. This is what the gospel does. It brings us to faith in Jesus Christ and, and this in turn leads to witness and worship. First, we come and see and when we know for sure, we go and tell, glorifying and praising God along the way. Why did the shepherds get to hear about Jesus first? Well, they were willing to spread the message. Brothers and sisters, we need to spread and sing the story of Christmas. Are you willing to spread that message and mission of Jesus this time of year? Brothers and sisters, we need to sing about the joy, the peace, all for the glory of God at Christmas. Let us not forget the glorious nature of this story. Let us not forget the good news that it holds, that there is a Savior born to take away the sins of the world. Would you close your eyes for just a minute? In the next coming weeks, you're going to have moments filled with co-workers and family and friends. Who is God revealing to you that you need to speak about the true meaning of Christmas about? Who is that person? Who is that family member? Who is that friend that you need to say, hey, do you mind if I tell you why I'm so excited about Christmas? Can I tell you why it's so special to me? That allows you to speak of the Savior who came to take away the sins of the world. Who is that person that the Lord is putting on your heart right now? Who is that person that maybe God is encouraging you to invite to, to a Christmas service, maybe next Sunday or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Who do you need to speak the glory 
of God about. For his glory, may we sing about Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet and let's respond to God's word and praise together. Here I am to 
say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Amen. Thank you for singing. Let's watch this video together. My name is Phil, and along with my wife, Becca, and our two boys, we are your missionaries serving in Vienna, Austria. Because of your generous giving, we are able to share the light of Christ to the nearly two million people who don't know the good news. So thank you for giving to the cooperative program and to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that our family can live here, gather locals, to study God's word and plant new churches. Okay, yeah, wir fangen an. Well, that's a thank you from our missionaries, and that's one thing I know when I get to meet missionaries from IMB. They are so thankful. It's the first thing. Thank you for being a part of a church that gives to IMB through the cooperative program, through your regular offerings, but also through Lottie Moon. If you forgot your Lottie Moon offering today, no worries. Uh, as long as you get it here by the end of December, I know that several uh, do that. It happens uh, when we're running around in the morning. It, we, things happen. So just be reminded that through December, you can give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Our goal is to give a, a big gift over $10,000. would be great to give that uh, this Christmas. So uh, if you gave this morning, like to give again, think and pray about it more, we encourage you to do so. Uh, if you forgot it, don't worry. You've still got a few more weeks to get those in. And so we hope that you can do a great gift uh, for our missionaries this time of year. I guess we're glad that you're here. We're so glad that you were here. We hope and remind you that, uh, that you go to the Next Steps desk right out our double, do double doors to the left. Uh, there will be someone there to greet you, and if it's your first time to get a gift, uh, we hope that you felt welcome today, and you'll come back to visit us again soon. As a matter of fact, next Sunday, we'll have a special Sunday, as we're going to have an orchestra uh, lead our worship next week, and so we're looking forward to that, and so uh, we hope that you uh, come back next week uh, for that. Uh, also, a couple other things coming up. The candlelight Christmas service is at 6, not 6 a.m., but 6 p.m. That's in your bulletin, 6 a.m. That's, a, that's like a... Um Somebody really wants to sing. What's that? The sunrise service for Easter? There's a sunrise service for Christmas Eve. Uh, 6 p.m. and the Christmas Day service that we'll have at regular time. So uh, we hope that you join us there. Just a second. Uh, we're going to be doing our offering time, which is our regular offering time as we worship together through the word, through song. Uh, this is be for our regular uh, gifts and offerings, and so uh, we'll participate in that. And then uh, after a closing song, uh, we're going to be having our business meeting. So we ask our members uh, to go get your children to come back in here in the next few minutes. But you would greet our guests before you do that, before they leave. So uh, we hope that you would do that uh, before you leave as well. And then just in about five or ten minutes after our service is over uh, and you get your kids and come back, we'll start our business meeting. So let me pray for our offering. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for all you do through us and in us and uh, through the faithful giving of your church members that, Lord, that we know 
uh, that our regular offerings serve to go to the mission field as well. And we're thankful for the cooperative program that uh, all that we, that we receive, a portion goes, and all the churches that work together to support worldwide missions that we are called to do until you return to tell of your excellent greatness, greatness to proclaim just as the angels did. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those he favors. And Lord, we are thankful for this message that we received and for the offering we're about to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Sing this together. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed the Savior's birth. Oh, tell it on the mountain. Jesus Christ is born. Now in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born, and God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas Thank you for singing with us and for joining us this morning. Go tell it. Years I spent in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord's crucified Knowing not it was for me he died At Calvary By 
God's word at last my sin I learned Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary Sing it with me There your mercy and your grace was free there your pardon multiplied to me There my burdened soul found liberty At Calvary yeah. Now I've given Jesus everything Now I gladly know Him as my King Now my raptured soul can
If this is a lie